Shabbat Shalom, beloved brethren. We are so thankful to our Lord God, Yahuwah, and our Savior, our Yahusha HaMasiyah, for giving us this opportunity today from different parts of the world. He has gathered us that we may once more study the will of God written in the Holy Scriptures. There are people today, religious leaders, who claim to be the replacement of our Lord Yahusha HaMasiyah. So when they preach, they draw people to themselves. There are also those religious leaders, although they stop short of claiming that they are a replacement, but they still believe or preach that they are away to the Father. Is this in accordance to the will of God, beloved brethren? So these questions and others shall be answered in this lesson that we're going to study entitled Drawn to Yahusha. What is the work of our Yahuwah Abba? Let us start reading in John 6, 44 to 45. This is what we can read. People cannot come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And I will raise them to life on the last day. The prophets wrote, everyone will be taught by God. Anyone who hears the Father and learns from him comes to me. So, beloved brethren, what is the work of our Yahuwah Abba? His work is to draw people to our Lord Yahusha. So the one speaking in this verse is none other than our Lord Yahusha himself. So he is telling us that for people to come to him, they must first be drawn by the Father to him. And how does our Yahuwah Abba do this? By planting a desire for Yahusha in their hearts. How must this desire be nurtured or be strengthened? They need to be taught by God. So how can we be taught by God, beloved brethren? By studying his word and then obeying what is written in the Holy Scriptures. So for example, we study the Ten Commandments of God. There are commandments for us to do something like make the Sabbath day holy. In other words, it's a do. Do this. There are also don'ts. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not bear false witness. So we need to obey this to show that we really give importance, that we are really learning the words of God. So why is it important to be drawn to Yahusha? So that our Lord Yahusha will be able to raise us back to life on the last day, 
on the day of judgment. So that is a great fortune, beloved brethren, to be drawn to our Lord Yahushua, who is an example of one who was drawn to Yahushua by our Lord Yahuwah. Let's read in Acts 8, 26 to 28. An angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get ready and go south to the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. This road is not used nowadays. So Philip got ready and went. Now an Ethiopian eunuch, who was an important official in charge of the treasure of the queen of Ethiopia, was on his way home. He had been to Jerusalem to worship God and was going back home in his carriage. As he rode along, he was reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. So, beloved brethren, who is an example of one who was drawn to Yahushua by our Lord Yahuwah? It is or it was an Ethiopian eunuch. Do you know what a eunuch is, beloved brethren? They are males that have been castrated or not capable of reproduction. They are usually chosen to serve in the court of kings, to guard the king's wives and his concubines. In this case, this Ethiopian eunuch served in the court of Queen Candace of Ethiopia. So he occupies a very important position. He was the treasurer of Ethiopia. So eunuchs have limitations when it comes to worshiping God in the temple. What are these limitations? He could not be a full-fledged Israelite. What does that mean? He cannot participate in the assembly in the temple. In other words, he cannot get into the high place. So we know the temple is divided into the high place and the most high place, most holy place. Holy place and most holy place. So the most holy place, only the high priest could go there once a year. So he was limited to worshiping at the gates of the temple. He was like a proselyte of the gate, a convert. He who renounces religion to serve God. So despite these limitations, what did he do? He had a strong and deep desire to worship God. What is the proof? He traveled about 1,500 to 1,600 miles, which is the distance, you know, between Ethiopia and Jerusalem. That's one way. So even riding on a carriage, that is still a very, very long journey and a hard one. So that showed the humility of the Europe. He wants to really serve God. So what also did he do? He studied scriptures and he was reading from the book of Isaiah. 
because of his great desire to know the will of God. What did God do to him? He drew him near to our Lord Yahusha. How? How did our Lord God do that? He sent an angel to tell Philip to go to the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza, which was seldom used during those days. So, in other words, if God wants something to be done, he makes the things, the events to happen. In this case, he sent an angel to tell Philip, go, take that road. So, he made sure that Philip will be able to see the eunuch and he will be drawn to Yahusha. So in other words, God has great plans for this eunuch. So what also did Yahuwah do to make sure that the eunuch is drawn to Yahusha? Let us read the answer in Acts, same book, 8.29-31. to 31. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over to that carriage and stay close to it. Philip ran over and heard him reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. He asked him, do you understand what you are reading? The official replied, how can I understand unless someone explains it to me? And he invited Philip to climb up and sit in the carriage with him. So, beloved brethren, what also did our Yahuwah Abba do to make sure that the eunuch is drawn to Yahusha? He sent the Holy Spirit to tell Philip to stay close to the carriage the eunuch was on. So, beloved brethren, not only did Yahuwah send an angel, he also sent the Holy Spirit because he really wanted the eunuch to be drawn to Yahusha. He saw the humility, the great desire of the eunuch. So, what was the eunuch reading? He was reading from the book of Isaiah. So what did Philip ask him? Do you understand what you are reading? And what was the reply? How can I understand unless someone explains it to me? So what happened, beloved brethren, because of this conversation? Philip was given the opportunity to explain the passage in Isaiah so that the eunuch will learn more about what is being discussed in the book of Isaiah. So what was the passage about? The one that the eunuch was reading. The answer is in Acts 8.32-33. The passage of the scripture which he was reading was this. He was like a ship that is taken to be slaughtered like a lamb that makes no sound when its wool is cut off. He did not say a word. He was humiliated 
and justice was denied him. No one will be able to tell about his descendants because his life on earth has come to an end. So, beloved brethren, what was the passage about? It was actually chapter 53 of the book of Isaiah. I urge you, beloved brethren, to read this because this chapter describes the hardships, the sufferings that our Lord Yahushua will go through to save mankind from their sins. The book describes how our Yahushua HaMasiyah was wounded because of our transgressions. How he was beaten and bruised because of our iniquities. This chapter of Isaiah separates our Lord Yahusha from the pretenders, those who claim that they are the replacement of our Yahusha here on earth. So our question to them is this, what have you done? Have you suffered just like our Lord Yahushua to claim that you are a replacement? Have you suffered to claim that you are away to the Father? Well, some might say, oh, I have flown through the polar vortex. Even riding on my luxurious airplane, that is still very dangerous. And I have broken my hand a few times, shaking the hands of the brethren. The problem is when you shake the, brethren, the brethren's hands, you just look straight. You don't even look them in the eye. They just pass through you like in a conveyor belt. You extend your hand, not even looking at them. They could very well be shaking hands with a robot and you claim you want or you are a replacement or you are away to the father what else the chapter describes or said that he committed no sin in other words he committed no violence nor deceit was found in his mouth how about you The other problem, beloved brethren, is that a lot of their followers support their claims. So in other words, they give the glory, the honor, the adoration due to our Yahushua HaMasiyah, to these religious leaders. So they say, okay, they too will bring us to the Father. So in other words, both the religious leaders and their followers are guilty of transgressing the will of the Father. So what did the eunuch want to know about the passage in Isaiah? Because he was really drawn 
to the person that is being described. So what, what did he want to know about the passage in Isaiah 53? Let's continue reading in Acts 8.34 to 35. The official asked Philip, Tell me, of whom is this prophet saying this? Of himself or of someone else? Then Philip began to speak, starting from this passage of Scripture. He told the good news about our Lord Yahushua. So what did the eunuch want to know about the passage of Isaiah in chapter 53 that he was reading? So who is this one who suffered and shall be killed for the sins of many? So what did Philip do? He grabbed that opportunity and preached about our Lord Yahushua. So what is the purpose of preaching of the good news? To bring people to Yahushua. And this is the work of our Yahuwah Abba. So he may use instruments. Like Philip in this case. He used instruments to preach the good news. But what they do is they draw people to our Lord Yahushua and not to themselves. So he wants, God wants people to be drawn to Yahushua. So why? Why does he want to do that? To do that? Because by drawing people to Yahushua, he draws them to himself. So in other words, eventually he wants them to be drawn to himself. So Yahuwah brings people to himself, but it is necessary that they be first drawn to our Yahushua. Why? Because Yahushua is the only way to our Father Yahuwah. So anyone, any preacher, any follower who will circumvent this procedure will be going against the will of God. They will be blaspheming against our Yahuwah Abba and also against our Yahusha HaMasiah. Because our Lord Yahusha said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he's the only way. So beloved brethren, after hearing about the good news, about our Lord Yahushua, what did the eunuch decide to do? What did he ask Philip to do? That question and some others will be answered by our brother who will continue with the lesson. Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters in the faith. Praises be to our loving Abba that we're able to continue to study his words and commands. Indeed, the Ethiopian eunuch was blessed because Yahuwah noticed his heart and his desire 
to know about the word of God so that he can be best prepared to truly worship him. And so he was introduced to someone by the name of Yahushua, that he is the fulfillment of the lamb to be slaughtered for the forgiveness of sins. And so upon realizing, upon discovering Yahushua, that he is the Mashiach for the forgiveness of sins, what request by faith did the Ethiopian eunuch make? Let's read what it says in the book of Acts 8, 36 and 38. As they traveled down the road, they came to a place where there was some water and the official said, here is some water. What is to keep me from being baptized? The official ordered the carriage to stop and both Philip and the official went down into the water and Philip baptized him. And so what did the Ethiopian official or eunuch request from Philip? He requested to receive baptism. Why did the eunuch make this request? Because he had faith. He was moved by faith to request to receive the true baptism. You see, that's what faith does. Faith does not wait for the instruction to be given. Faith insists that they are to be brought to Yahusha through baptism. And so the eunuch was the one who makes the request. Here's some water. What prevents me from getting baptized? And so what did Philip do? Philip and the eunuch went into the water and the eunuch was baptized. What happened after the eunuch was baptized? Let's read 39 down to 40. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. So after the eunuch was baptized, what happened to him? Bible says when he came up out of the water, he was rejoicing and went on his way. In other words, the eunuch felt joy. I'm sure it was the kind of joy he's never felt before. It was a kind of joy that surpasses all understanding. The joy that Yahushua promised in John 15, 11. Do you still remember the promise of Yahushua? Yahushua says, I am the vine, you are the branches. You see, when we are baptized, we are added to the body of Yahushua. When we are baptized, we become like branches connected to Yahushua, who is the vine. Yahushua says, I am the vine. You are the branches. What is the blessing for the branches attached to the vine? Yahushua says, my joy will be in you. And my joy will cause you to overflow in the sense of peace and happiness within. This was what, what was felt by the Ethiopian eunuch. This is why his travel back to Ethiopia, it was filled with delight. Even if, if it is 1,500 miles long of travel, he was rejoicing all the way to Ethiopia and beyond. This is the result. This is the reaping of preaching the gospel about Yahusha the Mashiach. This is why after this event, what happened to Philip? Bible says Philip was taken to a place called Azotus, 
What did he do there? He began to preach the gospel about Yahushua. You know why? Because the Bible, because the Bible tells us in other passages, Yahuwah is looking all over the world, looking for those whose hearts are committed to him. In other words, they're teachable. And so when Yahuwah sees someone who is teachable, someone who is longing to be with him, Yahuwah is going to find a way for them to receive the gospel message about Yahusha, because Yahuwah will bring them to Yahusha. It's no coincidence that the Ethiopian eunuch was brought to Philip, who was the one working behind the scenes. Was it not Yahuwah? He told Philip, go to that road that leads to Gaza. Nobody ever goes there. He sent an angel so that Philip would go there. Then he sent the Holy Spirit so that he would draw near the carriage where the eunuch was. Because Yahuwah is work, working behind the scenes to bring uh, the Ethiopian eunuch to Yahusha. That's the work of our loving Abba. There are no such things as coincidences. This is why if there are those who are watching this worship service now, maybe through Facebook, maybe through YouTube as a recording, brethren, there's a purpose for why you are listening now, why you are watching and listening to this message now. Yahuwah wants to bring you to Yahushua because Yahuwah wants to bring you to salvation. This is the work of Yahuwah Abba that Philip continued to do there in Azotus. But did you notice how Philip wound up in Azotus? Because that's a place 20 miles north of where they were at. You know how he got there? The Bible says the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. And so when the eunuch came out of the water, Philip was no longer there. He just disappeared. Both of them went into the water. When Philip and the eunuch came out of the water, all of a sudden, hey, where did Philip go? Bible says he was snatched by the spirit of the Lord. It's interesting, the word snatched that we read in Acts 39 to 40, in the Greek, what word is used? In the Greek, the word is used is harpazo. This is from the Blue Letter Bible. The Greek word is harpazo, and that word means to catch a way up, to kind of pluck. So it's a supernatural work of Yahuwah using his spirit to kind of pluck out, to snatch, to catch. Um, Philip upwards, and then he appears again where? Azotus. Now think about that, brothers and sisters. Before they were into the water, both Philip and the eunuch were there. They get into the water, they get out of the water, all of a sudden he disappears, and then reappears where? In Azotus. What do you call that? Isn't that what we call teleportation? I'm not saying the Bible's teaching teleportation here, but we know what happened. He disappeared and reappeared in a different place, 20 miles farther up north. Perhaps in the millennial, we might have this kind of capability. Who knows? Teleportation abilities. That would be great indeed. And so we know that Philip was harpazoed into a place called Azotus. When else? Does the Bible use the word harpazo 
so that we can be drawn to Yahusha. Let's read what it says here in the book of Thessalonians 4, 16 to 18. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. What else is that Greek word harpazo used? It is used to teach the believers, those who belong to Yahusha, that we will meet Yahusha in the air. You might be asking, how are we going to meet Yahusha in the air? The word caught up together with them in the clouds is the word harpazo. And so it's a supernatural snatching upwards. We will be caught up to Yahusha in the clouds to be with him forevermore. This is harpazo. Uh, some Protestant preachers use the word rapture. And so when you think of the word rapture, the Greek word used really is harpazo, the supernatural work of the spirit to bring us to where Yahusha is. But how about those who have died in Yahusha? How will they be harpazo to Yahusha in the air? Bible says they will rise first. This is why Yahusha said in the first passage that we read today, and I hope that you remember that, because Yahusha says, the work of Yahuwah Abba is to bring people to me so that I will raise them up on the last day. You see, the reason why Yahuwah brings people to Yahusha is so that one day we can be risen back to life. And if we are still alive, we can be risen to meet Yahusha in the air. When we receive baptism, we become drawn to Yahusha spiritually, right? But Yahuwah also wants to bring us physically in the presence of Yahusha in the air. And this will happen when Yahusha appears again. This is something that we long for. This is why for those who are true believers, for those who truly belong to Yahusha, Apostle Paul says, encourage one another with these words. Why do we need to be encouraged? Because just like the brethren in Thessalonica, there were many who were being put to death. There were many who were being killed because of their faith, right? And when it comes to death, it's something that brings sadness in our life. It's something that brings a lot of fear in the life of people. Like what we have said before, brothers and sisters, have we reached that point of faith in our life? That we are no longer afraid of death. Apostle Paul is telling us, do not be afraid of death. Look, look at what Yahusha is going to do. When he comes, he will bring us to him, whether dead or alive. This is why for those who belong to Yahusha, death is not the final answer. It is nothing to our King Yahusha. Yahuwah has brought us to Yahusha so that he, we can be taken out of the grave and be brought into the physical presence of his beloved son, Yahusha. But Yahuwah is not yet done. Yes, 
He brings us spiritually now to Yahusha. He's fellowshipping with us now as we assemble together for worship. But Yahu was not yet done. One day soon, we will meet with him physically in the air. But for what purpose? Yahuwah's work is not yet complete. What will bring the final climactic conclusion to the work of Yahuwah to bring us to Yahusha? Let's read the final passage of our studies today in the book of John 14, 1 to 3. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. What is the work of Yahuwah? What is his deep purpose in bringing us, drawing us to Yahushua? Not only so that we can be with Yahushua physically, that in itself is a profound and great blessing. And we long for that day when we will see the face of our King, when we will behold the hands of our King and hold it for ourselves to kiss the hand of our king. What great joy will be in our hearts when that day comes. But did you notice the deep purpose of Yahuwah, why he wants to bring us, to draw us close to his son? The Bible says, Yahusha says, so that we can be in the father's house. You see, the father has one huge house. So huge, it has many rooms. And Yahuwah wants us to have a room in his house. Did you get that, brethren? We're not simply going to be a guest. That in itself is a great blessing to be a guest in the house of Yahuwah Abba. But Yahusha says, you have a room there. Can you imagine how that would look like? One large house with many rooms. One of the rooms has your name on it. Why is Yahuwah, Yahusha preparing our rooms in the Father's house? Because he wants all of us to be together. The Father in that house. At the head of the table, we have the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And all of us who belong to Yahusha are going to be assembled together forever and ever. Haven't you noticed? Yahuwah wants us to celebrate the feasts. There are three major feasts. And on the three major feasts, it is the law that all of us, all the people of God back then would go to the place called Jerusalem. They would all go there. Right? Three times they're going to make that pilgrimage to Jerusalem. What was that all about? It was a rehearsal. Moedim. It's about a rehearsal. We are rehearsing for this day when we are assembled together. This is why every time we meet together as a congregation, it's like we're also rehearsing for this event when we will be together forevermore in the presence of our Father 
in heaven. Why can we believe this? Yahusha says, believe also in me. Brethren, it's not I telling you about this. It's not the apostles. It's not the prophet. It's Yahusha himself. If we will believe anyone, it must be him. Yahusha has never told a lie in his life. Yahusha says, I, in my father's house, have many rooms. If that was not so, I would not have told you. But he did tell us. And so Yahushua is telling us, believe me. Why is Yahushua telling us this now? So that we will not have troubles that will destroy our hearts. Brethren, no matter what trouble we're facing now, that is nothing. In just a short time, we will be with Yahushua. He will take us to the air with him and bring us to our father's home. Don't you want to be there? Don't you want to be with Yahuwah and Yahusha? To be with the people we love in this one home of many rooms. Brethren, this is our dream. But this is not just a dream of wishful thinking. No, this will be reality because it was promised by Yahusha who cannot tell a lie. And it is backed up by the power of Yahuwah who is almighty and can do all things. This is what we're looking forward to. On that day when we, were, we will be in the Father's house, there will be no more sadness, no more tears from our eyes. We will be filled with joy that can never, ever abate. Joy that continues to abound. This is the hope we have as followers of our King Yahusha. So brethren, every day, let us draw close to him. If we feel we're overtaken by trouble, brethren, do not give up. Go to our King Yahusha. And allow him to embrace us. Because even now, as we wait for his return, he can fellowship with us by means of his spirit to comfort, to strengthen his servants. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, you are so good and kind. You have prepared for everything. You are not an absent God, but an ever-present one who always knows what is happening in our life. It is refreshing to think and to believe. Behind the scenes, you are at work. Your eyes look to and fro, looking for hearts who are fully committed to you. We know, Father, the events in our life are not by accident. You have worked to bring us close to your son. This is why we have been moved to proclaim our one and only Mashiach. Our one and only leader is the son whom you sent to be killed for our sins. Thank you, Father, for opening our eyes Thank you, Father, Yahuwah, for bringing us to him. We belong to you now, but we know your work is not yet finished. We have so much to look forward to. The glory that awaits your people is so great. No problem, no trouble, not even death here on earth can ever 
cause us to have any doubts. Father, thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for giving us this hope. Help us to continue, Father. And as we wait for that day, teach us to share our faith, to testify of you and your beloved son, our King Yahushua. You were slaughtered on our behalf. Soon we will commemorate your death and suffering. We will partake of your covenant. We will share the cup and eat of the bread. We ask and beg of you, prepare our hearts. We long to be with you. How we long to see your face. We know even if we are to die, we are not afraid of death because we know once we open our eyes again, you will be the face that we shall see first. How glorious that would be when at last we can be with you forevermore. Help us, loving Mashiach. Send your Holy Spirit to strengthen and comfort each one of us. May you heal us of our sins. May you heal us of our infirmities. May you heal us of our sicknesses and restore completely your chosen ones. Father, thank you for listening to our prayers. Bless and remember our children, our loved ones. If we have this desire in our hearts, it will be that when we are feasting in your house, the house with many rooms, we will see our loved ones there. We will see our children there. And we will rejoice together, proclaiming you as our Abba, Yahuwah Almighty, and your beloved son as our King. Father, thank you for listening to our prayers. Bless and strengthen our faith. For we ask everything loving Abba in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. unfailing love and tender mercies overshadow us. The memory and peace of Yahusha HaMashiach strengthen us and the constant companionship of the Ruach Kadash be with all of us now and forever. Amen.